This is the FloridaHSFootball.com podcast, bringing you closer to all the action on Florida's home of high school football and girls flag football with amazing interviews and the latest news and events. You can follow us on Twitter at FLAHSFootball and by liking and following us on Facebook and Instagram at FloridaHSFootball. Want to drop us a message? Send us an email to football at FloridaHSFootball.com or by downloading the Anchor.fm app and leaving us a voicemail on our podcast page. Now, here's your host, the founder and publisher of FloridaHSFootball.com, Joshua Wilson. And greetings to everybody listening here on the FloridaHSFootball.com podcast. I welcome you into this second edition of the FloridaHSFootball.com podcast. And uh, guys, it's been a busy, busy week in the Sunshine State for girls flag football. And uh, that's why we're bringing this podcast to you from the city of Tallahassee, the home of the ninth annual Capital City Classic, which is taking place this weekend on Friday and Saturday, April 5th and April 6th in Tallahassee at the FSU Rec Sportsplex Fields in the southwest part of Tallahassee. And it's going to be amazing. And, uh, you know, last night, which is Thursday night, we had the Capital City Classic Media Night. And it was a wonderful event. It's the third year in a row that that's been done with a media night for the Capital City Classic. And I'm telling y'all right now, we've got some great interviews coming up on this podcast. Uh, We've talked to assistant coaches, uh, Tim Mims and Jeff Molesky from Tampa Robinson, head coach Brandon Humans from Tallahassee Lincoln, Jason Ramsey from Tarpon Springs, and then head coach Chelsea Palmer and assistant coach Ricky Hufty from Tallahassee Godby. We've got all of these great interviews that we're going to bring on this podcast, and uh, there's going to be a lot of great girls flag football talk. So a lot more girls flag football talk on this particular podcast because this is dedicated to the Capital City Classic for this weekend. And again, there's going to be a lot of great information about the Capital City Classic. We're going to get right into some of these interviews here, and uh, it's just going to be really, really amazing in the fact that you're going to hear a lot of details. It's not just about the games that are going to be played this weekend it's about the flag football community it's about the coaches it's about everybody because really if you look deep down in the layers of the fabric of the flag football world here and in, in the state of florida and the girls flag football community there's it's it's more of about a family team bonding experience and just the games in the scoreboard at the end of the day so again this podcast is really dedicated to the capital city classic and it really i have to give a big big thank you to both Chelsea Palmer and Ricky Hefty for everything they do with the Capital City Classic. And they're totally amazing. And uh, definitely also a big shout-out to Jeff Martin, who works for, for X's and O's Digital now. But he was the creator of the Capital City Classic. He was a one of the early pioneers, in, I would say, in this state. And when, he, when it came to girls' flag football, you know, he was one of the uh, – early head coaches in the sport when Tallahassee added it in and he was a head coach for several years at Leon and uh, but it was his idea in 2011 to start a tournament and uh, it's growing into this big thing that brings girls flag football together around the state and this year it is going to be really exciting especially the fact that all corners of the state that have girls flag football is represented 
in this tournament. So it's going to be really amazing, and it's going to be a great, great weekend of girls flag football in the city of Tallahassee. Uh, coming up here, we're going to, again. We're going to we're going to get started. We'll we'll talk to we'll talk to Chelsea Palmer and Ricky Hefty of Gabby. Then we'll we'll talk Tampa Robinson, Brandon, and the Tampa Robinson flag football. Then we'll talk Lincoln flag and Tarpon Springs. So there's going to be several interviews here during the podcast, and then we'll close it out and uh, wish everybody the best of the Capitals for the Capital City Classic this weekend. We'll be right back right after this break. FortHSFootball.com podcast is head coach Chelsea Palmer and assistant coach Ricky Hufty of the Gabby Girls Flag football team and also the co-organizers of the Capital City Classic. Appreciate y'all joining me here. It's a uh, you know, media night for the Capital City Classic when we're doing this. Uh, I mean, it's, it's impressive. The ninth year for this tournament. Talk about, you know, what has brought this tournament to this point to being, you know, again, the largest girls flag football tournament in the country. You know, I just think it's, uh, we say it every year, I just think it's the people. You know, I think uh, statewide, not only us and just kind of doing what we try on our end to grow the tournament and grow the sport, but, you know, all the people that come here year in and year out and dedicate so much time to their kids and to the sport and their programs, I mean, it's a reflection of them, and, you know, we're just very thankful to be a part of it. And, you know, in all that, you know, Chelsea, what, what for you, you know, as you know, as a head coach, you know, you, you've been around the sport, you know, as a player and a coach, what for you, you know, especially this tournament, you know, this tournament wasn't around when you were in your playing days. What is it about this tournament for you that, you know, as a coach being able to, you know, help organize it and be able to coach a team in it at the same time? Well, I think playing other sports and kind of seeing how, you know, AAU and travel and how these big club sports run tournaments – you know, it gives you a good perspective of what kids want. Um, and I think that's what we do a good job of. We we definitely promote the sport. We have a lot of help with that, obviously, from people like you. But being able to promote the sport and um, give the kids what they want, you know, it's, it's, it's a great experience, number one. I wish that we would have had something like this whenever I played, uh, just to get out of town, be able to come up here, see great competition, uh, meet other teams. I think every year we have some type of, Interaction, you know, whether it's a rain delay or, or something going on. Mother probably, Nature, please, no yeah, rain delays. I, I probably shouldn't say rain this weekend, but uh, something that ends up, you know. Rain's a bad word. Right. Thunderstorms are a bad word. Right. Tornadoes are a bad word. That's right. But getting these teams um, to interact with each other and just expose them to different different girls from different areas, and uh, it's, it's a lot more than just about the sport. And, you know, in that, you know, before I go a little bit more about the, the whole tournament itself for this year, let's talk about your team in particular, y'all's team, you know, the Gabby Cougars. You know, 6-0 coming into the Capital City Classic. Y'all went up to New York. Let's talk about the New York trip because, you know, that was something I'm sure that was that, that was in the making for at least a couple of years. I had to, you know, it's just something that doesn't come up overnight. Right. But talk about how this trip came about for y'all. And what made it so special to be, you know, the first team to do an interstate game between, you know, a, neighbor, you know, a different state, you know, and, and, and that is also 
finally getting girls flag football going? Um, I actually went on uh, our boys' basketball trip a couple years ago, about four years ago, the first time they went out to Las Vegas and uh, played in a tournament out there. They were able to see Vegas. And they drove to California. We saw uh, L.A. We saw Hollywood Boulevard. We saw La Jolla. We saw everything that you could possibly do over there. And just being a part of that, that trip, it was very inspiring. I saw what it did for the, team, for the team and seeing how many kids, especially at a school like ours, hadn't had the opportunity to uh, do something, you know, such as fly. You know, something something we think is, you know, a simple travel form. But, you know, a lot of our 90% of our kids had never flown before. Um, and then, you know, just seeing something like that and how, how important it was um, and, and what it did for those kids, really opening their eyes and being able to travel. And a lot of them may never do it again. So for us to give them that opportunity uh, was very exciting. Um, it was a great trip. And, uh, you know, you'll play two teams out there, Dot, yes. Tottenville and uh, New Dorp. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. the, talk about the thing because I know there is a little bit of different style up there compared to what we are here in Florida. So, I mean, what, so, I mean Coach, Coach Hefty, maybe what you want to talk about the style of what it was difference between Florida to New York. Yeah, you know, definitely. It was a different style of play up there. Uh, the field's different, a slightly smaller field width-wise and length-wise. Um, and then another big difference is the uh, yard to gain. Uh, there's no – like in Florida, we play with 20-yard segments throughout the field, and the first down is always the next line. In New York, they play like boys football, 10-yard segments at a time. The yard to gain or the line to gain constantly changes. It's always 10 yards from there. So you're playing in a much smaller box. Um, and then the spacing's a lot tougher too because you're playing with 10-yard first downs, and then on top of that, the field is smaller. Uh, so spacing changes, the timing changes. Uh, and then there were some other small changes too, like the rusher is not a yard off of the ball. Um, some different variations with punting and things like that. So it was a unique experience for us, and it forced us to adapt mid-game uh, because obviously this, the way that we play here wasn't necessarily working the same way up there. Um, so it helped us grow from that standpoint, and we were coming into some things that weren't working real well for us, but then being able to adjust mid-game and uh, figure out what we needed to do to be successful uh, was, a, was a really good uh, part of that trip and, and those games up there. Now, in, in that such with the styles and stuff, you know, I mean, in, in that particular sense, you know, since, you know, Florida was the innovator of the sport, you know, was the first one to really get it really the gaining the traction, you know, at some point, you, would you feel like, you know, that the, the states need to come together that are starting the sport to come together to find a one simplified, unified uh, rule book that, hey, this is what the fields are going to be like and maybe even try to get the seasons lined up together? Yeah, you know, I don't think there's any question. As the sport continues to grow and cross the state lines and from a national perspective, they're going to take the model of Florida. The season, the rules, uh, the whole nine yards will be modeled after the state of Florida. Florida is the gold standard. They've shown how it uh, should be done. Uh, They've shown from a rule standpoint, from a season standpoint, when it's most successful. So when it all does come together, um, and it will at some point, it will be modeled after Florida. And, and, and all and, and all and all of that, you know, you know, that, that those these standards and stuff, you know, you know, trying to think, what what how what is your thoughts eventually? What what is seeing this as a college scholarship sport? What is your thoughts on that at this particular point? Seeing a college scholarship sport for girls flag football. What what is y'all's thoughts on that? You know, I think that as far as a popularity thing, uh, we've already got that standpoint. You know, as far as a funding, uh, as far as funding goes, it's the cheapest sport to fund. Uh, I think it's very reasonable to think that oh, this you're is going right. to be, you know, that this will be a scholarship sport. I mean, the majority of these kids that play 
you know, that this is their favorite sport. So, um, and really we haven't scratched the surface on the athletes that would play if it were. That's another thing. So we, we it's a very fast-paced game. It's fun. Uh, everybody who's involved, even who, wa- who, you know, everybody who watches it, it's like basketball on a field. You know, it gets a lot of interest, especially with IMs. If you go to these, you know, if you go to colleges, you see the amount of people that, especially, you know, with your frat and sorority nights and stuff like that, that the, the amount of people that are out there watching the game, you know, it's very, it's very reasonable to think that this, this will potentially be a scholarship sport one day. We've got several club teams playing. I think that's the avenue. You know, we need to get into some, some other states, high school-wise, even if it's just regionally based to start. Um, and then from there, making sure that we grow the clubs. It's going to start there. But, um, you know, I think that at some point here in the near future, it will be, it will be a scholarship sport. And, and of course, the, the, you're speaking of the club, the, you know, Josh Saunders at, at Robinson, right. he's got eight coaches to one at, at University of Florida right. in Gainesville. And they've been very successful winning some national mm-hmm. championships. So that Absolutely. it says, hey, you know, it can translate into the college realm. Absolutely. And, uh, and all that. And uh, before we go more into the, the tournament, because this is a statewide topic and it's been, pro, pro, you know, approached with, you know, several people bringing it up, you know, reclassifications coming up, you know, the growth of the sport. What are your thoughts? Do, do we need three classifications yet? Are we at that point? Because some people are saying that these sub-districts are too much. You know, we need a little bit more variety. Yeah. Are, we, are we at that point yet? Are we saying that maybe another couple of years, get another few areas and then we'll, we'll be there at three? Yeah, I mean, I think that we need to do something. Uh, I don't know if the answer is necessarily three classifications. I think that we have an argument for it, though. Um, you know, the majority of sports playing right now, as far as, classific- as classifications go, you know, they're at an 85, 90 team threshold, and we're and, and we're pushing those numbers to where There's we There's over 100 hit. in both classes. Yeah, so we're pushing that number to where we could go to three classes. But for us and, and our scheduling, for us to have to sub-district to do things within our schedule – that's a problem for because me. right now, if y'all were to if, if y'all were to just keep the district as it is right now, and y'all in the district cl- class one A, district two, mm-hmm. eleven teams, Capital City Classic wouldn't be happening. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And, that's, and that's a serious thing. And, that, and, and, and for, for for y'all, that's a that's no one no one does that. That's a that's a revenue driver. That's a fundraiser for y'all mm-hmm. and, and for the, the teams. It's it's a it's a team bonding thing. For Absolutely. Them. And for not to have it, that would be a that would be a devastating blow. Absolutely. You know, again. It's just it's just handicapping us as far as uh, as far as scheduling goes when we load these districts with this amount of teams and you know it feels feels like we're the only sport that it happens to um, so you know I think we're definitely at that threshold where we can where we can start to think about moving to, towards three classifications or doing something with district sizes we've got to get the district sizes down that's a big thing because we you know we have obviously every year we have our sub district meeting you know we're we're trying to figure out what teams should be on what side. Uh, you know, there's still always that person in the room that wants to play everybody because everybody you you play you play the game to see head to head what you can do. So a lot of times I understand that argument. You know, everyone wants to play. Uh, you know, the each 11 teams to see who gets in the tournament. But you know, it's not feasible right now just with with scheduling and and how we're handicapped. So they've got to do something with the district sizes. And if that's if that's going to three classifications, then that's the route we need to take. Yeah, definitely. Now let's transition into the tournament with the Capital City Classic. Let's transition into this because this year, 14 of the 16 teams in the first two brackets, gold and silver, are ranked coming into this tournament. That speaks volumes right there for this tournament, how it's growing, what it's become. This is you know the ninth you know the ninth year for for this tournament. 
you know, the coming was 14 to 16 in the first two brackets. That speaks volumes on the rankings. I mean, what, I mean, I mean, how do you feel about what this group of teams this year about coming in? I mean, I mean, both y'all. I'm sure you got an opinion about it. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome to see. I mean, it's uh, as stacked a class of teams that we've ever had when you talk about 14 out of 16 teams. Uh, we were actually talking about it earlier today with one of our local media people here because they brought up the same thing. And like you said, I just think it, it goes to show you that it's the who's who of flag football. It's where everybody wants to be. It's where everybody wants to come and see how they measure up against the rest and, and prepare themselves for the run that they hope to make in the season. I mean, and you look at it, let's start here, you know, the gold bracket, which is seeded, which is a little different. This is something that y'all started last year, you know, doing the NFL-style seeding where, hey, okay, you know, if you're, you know, if you're not, it's not going by succession of the way the bracket, of the way silver and gold are going to go. It's going to be reseeded when the, the first games are played. And I, I really like that because it gives the suspicion of you don't know who you're going to play. And uh, so looking at it, you got Robinson, who's going to be your one seed. They're six and zero coming in. Is Gabby, y'all are two six and zero. Wakaiba five and zero. Okay, they're at the, the number three seed. Alonzo four, Lincoln five, Newsom six, Nicefield seven, Tarpon Springs eight. That's a that's a pretty good complementary of teams right there, and just in that gold bracket alone. I mean, what does that speak for you know? Think because I know you, you had to make some changes in the process. I know you you probably had like three rough drafts with this gold bracket at one point. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it, it played out really well. I think we got a great group of teams up there. That gold bracket is is solid, top to bottom. Uh, and like I said, obviously Robbins, the the Robinson, excuse me, is the four out of five, you know, reigning state champ. Uh, but I think there's any number of teams in that gold bracket that you know, if they play good football this weekend, have a legitimate opportunity to make a run at the trophy. And uh, you look at the silver bracket. I think you know you got you got six of the eight teams in that silver bracket that are ranked. I mean that's a, and then this is a good this is a good complementary of teams right here. Especially the fact that you first time you've got Martin County coming up here for the first time. I mean that's a thing. I mean, and, and a couple other schools, Navarre, Pace, they're in their first years. What does it say? You know, between these teams in silver and bronze, what does that say? Getting some new teams that are newcomers into this into this uh, tournament. You know, I just think the reputation of the tournament speaks for itself and teams here and, you know, these new teams that are starting up that want to get better and do it the right way, uh, you know, they're asking what we need to do and everybody's saying, you know, come play in the Capital City Classic. You're going to get better from it. It's the best experience you'll have. And uh, so they've they've gone all in with it, and that's why you see every year we get these new programs that start up along with the returning teams and then teams that have been around for a while that have wanted in and are finally able to make it happen, somebody like a Martin County. I mean, even, uh, even Papano Beach and Pines Charter, they're a couple of other ones that yep. are first first time first ever Broward County teams to come up uh, we had Glade Central from Palm Beach County a couple years ago and then Miami Jackson last year but uh, Pompano and Pines wanted in they weren't able to make it happen last year but they had their minds set on making it happen this year and they're here and uh, they're very excited about it and uh, I, 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 I gotta I gotta put Chelsea on the spot here a little bit because she got she got onto me about a tweet I posted yeah and uh, what do you got to say about that other thing? Because I know it's not about because it's it's it's, it's everybody's nemesis right this second. Robinson, you know, everybody everybody know everybody's like everybody's chasing after Robinson. You know right. that's the that's the gold standard in the state, Robinson. Uh, and I posted a tweet and said, hey, if, if we if we get to yeah, we, you, you play them and you beat them, I have to put you all at one. I, I, I that's that that was the third exception I did not put on that tweet. So what, what do you got to say about that? What what what, what 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 about that tweet? Yeah, I mean absolutely, ton of respect for John. Saunders and what he does with Robinson High School. We haven't got over the hump, been able to beat them yet. I mean, most people haven't. So um, everybody, like you said, everybody's chasing them. But you know, we we feel as if we've got a good program. We want a shot at them. We we would love opportunity early um, in the season. 
to get a shot at them, you know, within the within the tournament. And if we do what we're supposed to do, we should because they'll be there. They'll be in the championship, and um, you know. But yeah, you're with your tweet. Yeah, I just wanted to make it. I stirred the pot. <laughs> yeah, I stirred the pot. I think it said something about they'd have to lose three games and or not. But I didn't. Win. I should have put a third exception. Not, I should have put a third exception. Not, that's probably on me <laughs> on that one. <laughs> it's okay because we we like we like locker room. Like fly, we like. You like to fly under the radar a little yeah, bit, right? Yeah, we do. We do absolutely. You know, um, and we and, and, and we are hopefully. You know, that's 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 it's definitely a lot easier to be the underdog than it is um, to be the top dog. So. We're excited. We hope that we get the opportunity. We hope that we do what we're supposed to do so that we get the opportunity to play them. Um, you know, I think anybody who wants to be somebody, you've got to beat the best to be the best. So, you know, we just hope that we get the opportunity uh, to play them. We're very excited about them being at our tournament again and being a mainstay and, and really being a big name here uh, that draws a lot of other teams across the state, um, you know, here to this tournament because they see what they've – obviously the success that they've had and – uh, they attribute a lot of that to coming to this tournament. Definitely, indeed. And uh, any final <laughs> thoughts of uh, for for the for this tournament? Because I know it's ninth, and uh, next year will probably be. Well, next year will be a very special anniversary for for the Capital City right. Classic. It'll be in ten years, and uh, that's right. that will be that will be huge. And you know, and it is you know, what 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 do you want to see out of this tournament for for this year's tournament? What do you want to see what out of it? Well, I'm gonna let let. Uh, Ricky talking, you know, this is his baby. You know, he does a great job. He's, he's I consider a, both of y'all's babies. Yeah, but he, I mean, he's, 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 he's uh, the main reason this thing uh, is rolling the way it is, and he does a great job. Um, I'm just lucky that we, he's we, on, we, he, he's on our side this year, and, and yeah, definitely. You know, he's he's come back to y'all's side, right. and uh, we definitely do need to make sure we credit to Jeff Martin who did absolutely. start out because absolutely. he was you know thing, and he was your head coach, yeah, he was my head Leon, coach, and, uh, absolutely. You know, he, it was his idea in in 2011 to get it started. He did a great job that year over at Gabby High School, getting it started, and then kind of handed it to us. Uh, to take over, I, th- I think that he knew that it would be taken care of, and you know, Ricky's really done a great job growing it into what it is, and uh, it being just such a huge event. And every year, we're just trying to make it better and better. Try to come up with more ideas. You know, I, I usually come with the ideas. He usually does all the legwork. Um, but you know, he he's doing a great job, and I'll let him finish up and, and talking about the tournament. Well, I, I have to say, both of y'all do a credible job. You know what I mean? I appreciate the support that you know that y'all have given me. You know, to be able to come out here and cover this, and, and I and I know at the end of the day, all all these teams that are showing up, they're gonna appreciate the love and coverage that they're gonna get here, and that's that's huge in in a lot of ways. And uh, well, and again, Capital City Classic. I believe the mission seven dollars this weekend for about seven dollars each day, right? Yeah, seven dollars each day. Uh, we'll ban everybody when they come in, so they can come and go as they please. Uh, but seven dollars each day. We'll have a concession stand running. Um, cash only on that. Cash only. Yep. Uh, beautiful fields out there. I mean, it's really a cool venue that we get to be a part of, and uh, we're excited. Like I said, knock on some wood. I think we're going to be okay weather-wise, and we're looking forward to a great tournament. Definitely, indeed. Well. Appreciate head coach Chelsea Palmer and assistant coach Ricky Hufty from the Gabby Cougars girls flag football team for joining me here. Also the co-organizers of the Capital City Classic. And it will be a great weekend here in Tallahassee at the FSU Rec Sportsplex in Southwest Tallahassee. Thank you, John.
Joining me now on the 4HSFootball.com podcast is head coach Jason Ramsey of the Tarpon Springs. Lady Spongers, girls flag football team, whatever you want to call them, they're the, they're the Spongers in Tarpon Springs. Appreciate you joining me here. Let's talk Let's talk some girls flag football because uh, this is going to be y'all's second year coming to the Capital City Classic in Tallahassee. This year you go from bronze to gold. So uh, it's uh, it's exciting for y'all to be here. So what, what, what was the most exciting thing to be able to come back for a second year in a row? Well, thank you, Josh. Uh, thank you for all that you do for us with flag football. Um, you know, Last year when we uh, came, it was our first year coming to the tournament, and our quarterback and three of our other starters had Greek Easters, so we went into the bronze bracket just because we didn't have all of our players there. This year we have our our full uh, group uh, with us, all but one. We had one of our players who uh, had brain surgery last week, and uh, you know we're dedicating this tournament for her. She's recovering well, well, and hopefully she'll be ready to be back with us on the bench at the end of the season. Well, let's let, let's talk about her for a second because you want to dedicate this to her. So, her, what's her name, and what 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 what, what should we know about her? Yeah, well, uh, her name's Nicoletta Sleekus, and uh, she was uh, our corner for the last four years on our team. She actually had three pick sixes already this year uh, before they. Uh, did emergency surgery um, they were able to, to get everything out that they needed to get out and she's recovering well and uh, she just she just wants to be back with the team and be on the sidelines that's pretty that's pretty impressive you know that they get through that and be able to still dedicate that so that's uh, impressive but uh, it was a rough week for us last week but you know we're, we're we have some pretty good practices after that and we're, re- we're ready to go now and uh, looking at that but uh you know, coming into this season, you know, y'all right now, y'all are uh, pulling up here on my thing. I've got it right here in front of me. Coming into this tournament, five and one. Yes. Your, your only loss is to is to Osceola out of Seminole, which you know they are. A, they they've been pretty tough. They're a pretty tough team in the class one a there in your in your district. Yes. You know what? What did y'all learn from that game last week against them? That's you know carrying y'all into this tournament. For some reason, it's just it's the way we always play Osceola. Uh, last year we lost to them in the first game and ended up beating them in the Pinellas County Championship Series. We were Pinellas County champs last year, so uh, we were we lost the first one, but we won the second one. We're we're very competitive against each other. Um, we did have the rough week with with Nicoletta being out and. Uh, um, just what the concentration wasn't there but you know it was also us playing Osceola like we always do but uh, it made us understand what we needed to do and uh, come to the game ready every week and, and in that case you know you know, you're coming in you're, you're ranked 20th in the class 1a top 25 yes you know in, in this process you know looking at this and looking at the matchup it's it's a, it's a, it's an all Tampa Bay matchup for y'all the first thing because yes. and, and, and usually you know you would not put put two teams in the same region and this kind of thing but y'all don't usually traditionally play each other in the regular season because it doesn't you know it doesn't you know the schedule's on where it's kind of trying to fit their own thing but here you get it you know you're playing number one Robinson who's the number one overall team in the Sunshine State number one in, in, in Class One A. You know, you're going up against a team that has won four of the last five state championships, either between the being single class or in class 1A. I mean, that's a pretty tough challenge for y'all to come into this. So what do you, what do you expect to, you know, going up against Robinson? Well, we have we have actually some, you know, we've seen Robinson. Off-season like, stuff, right? Yeah, like off-season stuff. Like, so not this year because we were at the Buccaneers preseason classic, but the past two uh, preseasons, um, we played Robinson both times over at Alonzo. Um, and we play, uh, I would say we probably played Robinson about seven or eight times within the last two summers. So we play Robinson enough to, to know. And, you know, 
we're all friends, you know, and, and that's the best part. And it's all about, yeah, we're playing each other and we both want to win, but it's all about us building our sport and, and, and showing what the, you know, the country what we got. And, and, and speaking of that, you got some compliments from Coach Mims and Coach Molesky from Robinson, you know, and they, they showed up for the Capital City Classic Media Night here. Uh, you know, in that case, you know, it's, you know, Talk about your experience with the flag football community because I know that is a big thing, you know, outside of just playing the games. The flag football community is an important part of us. Yeah, well, listen, you know, we might be our own individual teams, but we're one big family. It's almost like it's our own coaching fraternity. We all get along with each other, and we are all here for the girls to give them an avenue to play in college, to give them an avenue to keep on playing and doing something that they really enjoy to do. So for us, it's not only about winning, but also about building programs and building relationships. And in that, you know, those relationships, you know, I mean, what what is it what is it taking for y'all to get up to this level? Because you know, y'all did have a state quarterfinal appearance back in a few several years ago. Yeah, and all 2013, that. we we were in the state finals uh, back then, um, and you know, we we got matched up with Seminole Ridge. You know, that that was what it was single classification. Yes. There was another one A two A kind right. of thing. So, um, you know. We've done very well within the last, you know, nine years winning, you know, six district championships. We've been to the state finals. Um, but, you know, we we want to continue that, you know. I want my girls to enjoy playing, but I want them to understand what winning feels like as well. And, and all that, you know, what what are you going to, at this particular point, with this game for which against Robinson, what, what is it going to take for you all to maybe pull up the upset that they're, you know, the No mistakes. I mean, it's as simple as that. Um, our girls can't be missing flags. They can't be dropping balls. It's got to be a, you know, nearly perfect 99% perfection rate for us to beat them. Uh, you know, is it possible? Listen, any given Sunday, any given Friday, any given Saturday, when you go out there to play, anybody can win at any time, but the girls are going to have to have a perfect game to get it done. And let, let's talk about some of your girls. Who, who, do you, who are you expecting to step up on that field when y'all going to take the field on Friday night at 8.30 against Robinson? Yeah, we got we got a lot of good girls on our team. we got one of our girls on the team already has eight interceptions this year on the defensive core. Um and uh, I, one of my receivers right now already has seven touchdowns, um, and you know, she's doing really well as well. So, I mean, I've got a couple good players. Jenna Meath, uh, it, my receiver, is uh, a captain on our team, and uh, she's definitely our, our leader on the offense. And, and then I've got Fuli Koulianos, our rusher, uh, who's just a... Uh, She's a fast girl, great kid, and uh, you know Jeannie, Jeannie Zervis, my safety as well. You know she's she's got all those interceptions this year. So you know, uh, it's you know they just have to come and play. You know, um, between you know those three, it, it could be you know anybody's game. I mean, and that's definitely that's a, there's a lot of parity in flag football. Yeah. Yes. And. Uh, all of that, you know, and you know, looking at all of this, you know, looking at the rest of the gold bracket for this weekend, you know, there's some there's some competitive teams. What do you expect that you know, as you may, you know, potentially, you know, you 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 don't know, you don't know who you're gonna play after Friday night. What do you expect out of the thing trying to figure out? Uh, you know, it, it's I'm okay with whoever we get. You know, it's it's a lot of learning experience for our girls, but it's also gonna prepare us for the playoffs. If we were to stay in Pinellas County and play some of the teams that don't win, it's not going to help us. Our district is strong, um, but some of the southern teams aren't as good. So to come up here and to play top 10 opponents is only going to better our team uh, from uh, you know going into districts and going into the playoffs. And in the case of your potential Sanchez, you can see Gabby, Wakaiva, Alonzo, Lincoln, Newsom. Niceville, that's yeah. That's a I'm excited. That's you a know, good spread. Yeah, and I, I don't mind who it is. You know, our, either do our girls. Our girls want to go out there and compete. 
and that's the most important thing, you know. Uh, obviously, everybody wants to win at the end of the day, but if they go out there and do what they're supposed to do and do their job, and we just get outplayed, it's fine. If, if we can go there, do our job, and, and outplay them, and that's great too. So, you know, it's all about the experience and all about getting better. Now, at the end of this, at the end of this tournament, you know, you got a few games left on the regular season schedule, and it's just a tournament time. What are you going to take from whatever happens this weekend? What are you going to take from that and be able to go and, and going forward to finish out the regular season? Well, listen, they know this is a learning experience. They know that we're playing some good competition. Um, it's going to make us a better team playing our last district game and then playing our rivals Eastlake uh, before the district tournament. So I, I think it's not going to hurt us in any way. It's only going to help us. And that's definitely the thing. Coach Ramsey, appreciate you stopping by. Appreciate you joining the podcast. And best of luck at the Capital City Thank Classic. Thank you very much, Josh. I really appreciate it. Thank you. now is the head coach of the Lincoln Trojans girls flag football team, Brandon Yeomans. Appreciate you joining me here for the 4HSFootball.com podcast. Uh, coach, uh, it's uh, been of a, it's a, it, the start of the season was uh, pretty good for you. You've had a couple of, uh, you know, hiccups along the ways, along the way, but uh, kind of just give us a little insight about your girls flag football team. What are the Trojans doing? I mean, and what's the excitement for this weekend's Capital City Classic? Um, right now we are, like you said, we had a couple of setbacks. Uh, we, uh, we started off the season, uh, we played uh, Wakulla and Jefferson County and were able to get some big victories early on. And we played our city rival, Gabby. Um, it was a tough game. Uh, they came out early and jumped on us uh, at the half or before the half. And we were able to settle down and, and do some things in the second half a little different that allowed us to stop what they were doing. But they had already kind of jumped out on us. But it was a good learning experience It's moving forward. Um, just came off of a road trip. We went over to Fort Walton Beach. We played Knightsville and uh, Choctaw. Um, we only had about 12 girls, and I started a couple of JV girls in those games, but they got some experience, and uh, we were able to beat Knightsville, and Choctaw jumped on us pretty good, 26-0, but they do a great job over there with their program, and they've uh, Coach Bay and his staff, they've done a great job, and uh, we came back uh, to town and played Childs High School, who always has a strong program, uh, Coach Goldstein over there, um, and they beat us in a, in a, in a pretty good game. So. Uh, going into this weekend with the Capital City Classic, we are just uh, just trying to work on better in ourselves, work on what we do well, and uh, and try to get better going against some great competition. You know, and, and, and speaking of such, you know, I mean, I get to saw y'all in the preseason a little bit. You know, the, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, yeah. the, the Jamboree event yeah, that, that sure. won Bucks Place. Uh, you know, I mean, and, and y'all looked pretty good in those games. You know, you know, y'all y'all had some pretty good stuff, you know, in the preseason. But uh, at this particular point, you know, looking at this, going into the Capital City Classic, you're going to be the number five seed in the goal bracket. You're going to play number four seed Alonzo, who is the defending 2A state champion. What? What is it about this matchup that excites y'all? Maybe have you a little frightened or two in the same way? Um, definitely excited for sure. Uh, Coach Hernandez and, and his staff, they do a great job over there at uh, uh, Tampa Alonzo. Uh, we've played them uh, three consecutive years. 
in the Capital City Classic um, starting back in 2016. Uh, we played them in the championship game of the Capital City Classic. Uh, in 2017, we played them in the third place game of the Capital City Classic. And then last year, we played them in the second round. So uh, we're familiar with what they do. They're familiar with what we do. Um, they've all been really good football games. So um, basically, just looking for a good matchup um, between two well, between a, a state power and then uh, us, Lincoln. And, and, and in that case, you know, you, you look at this gold bracket overall. I mean, every team in this gold bracket is ranked in their respective classification or in the top overall top 25. I mean, what does that say for the testament of the tournament right there when you have all eight teams, you know, that are ranked and then you can go down and even look at the teams in the next bracket over silver that the majority of those teams are ranked as well? Um, Chelsea Palmer and Coach Ricky Hufty, they do a great job of – uh, just getting getting this event out. Um, like I, said, I think it started back in 2011. Um, it was a smaller tournament, mostly local team. A couple of schools came from other places, but it's grown so much over the years and the quality of opponents, uh, people from all the way down south, Broward County, uh, Dade County last year, I believe Miami Jackson came up uh, two years ago. With, uh, you had Dr. Phillips last Dr. year. Dr. Phillips and Glade Central uh, a couple years ago. Um, so this the ability to get strong teams, not just teams, but strong teams that are perennial powers that come up and play in this tournament. Uh, the Robinsons, the Alonzos, Dr. Phillips, uh, Mandarin again, a pop in years past. Um, it's just a, a, a strong testament to what, uh, what they put together with this awesome event. And uh, like you guys, Florida High School Football and, and the Varsity Sports Network just able to uh, – publicize it and get the, the sport of flag football the recognition it deserves yeah and, and that's a big thing right here is you know it's getting that publicity out there for a sport that is you know the one the fastest growing in the state and, and the, you know and trying to get that you know that national recognition out there too as well in that, that process but uh, you know you talk about the teams that are in the skull bracket let's go back to the gold bracket here the top overall team is robinson in the state mm-hmm. what and, and y'all, y'all have had experience. You've, you've, you, you've smashed the mouth in them into a couple times in, in, in this tournament. So what do y'all feel like, you know, for y'all to get a chance at, you know, maybe seeing Robinson in this tournament, what do y'all feel like, you, what do you have to exactly do? Um, <clears throat> Lincoln flag football and most flag football, I always fall back on defense. If we, put, if we could play solid defense, and, and when you play a team like Robinson or Alonzo, you can't be in awe of the name Robinson or Alonzo. You just got to come out. They're, they're, they're a flag football team just like you are. So, And I always tell that to my girls. And they, I mean, they do a great job of, of preparing and, and practicing and getting ready for those events. But at the end of the day, they're high school girls just like you. So you have to come out and be ready to, and prepared to play. And we pride ourselves on not, not being scared of any type of competition, but just playing good flag football. And... Uh, you know, and you know, in all of this, you know, what what does it say? You know, because you know, in the thing with, you know, you know, being a head coach, doing this, you know, you you've taken your girls on different trips. You know, this year it was out to the pan, you know, the further part, the Panhandle, the Choctaw, and in Niceville. You know, you've gone to the Treasure Coast area. You know, what what are those when you take those extra trips like that? You know, you put an extra trip like that into the thing besides playing teams, you know, in the Capital City Classic that you're not familiar with, but going and going play a couple more outside of that. Um, and I realized this a few years ago at the Capital City Classic. You always want to be able to play a team outside of your region because each region is different. Each, each, most regions kind of mirror each other. Um, here in Tallahassee for the longest time, most teams play cover three. Uh, we usually have athletic quarterbacks who run around a little bit more. If you play somebody from Tampa, uh, they're traditionally a cover two area. 
and their quarterbacks usually don't run around as much. They usually stay in the pocket and just throw good passes. So it's, it's, it's really exciting for us to be able to go take trips and see different teams in different regions. Uh, like you said, we went to the Panhandle this year. Uh, we went down to Treasure Coast last year. Uh, we've been to Orlando and played Dr. Phillips and, and Kissimmee Osceola and teams like that in the past. So just the opportunity to for our girls to get exposure for different things like that is always awesome and a good opportunity. Now let's talk. Now let's let's get to the key part. Let's talk about your girls here. Who who is your key standout players? Who are you expecting to really stand out at the Capital City Classic this weekend? Okay, uh, I have a senior, uh, Kaylee Farmer, number ten. She's a wide receiver and defensive back. Kaylee is a three-year, uh, uh, four-year starter now on the varsity team. She's made uh, all Big Ben uh, first team all three of her years playing. She's been all state. Uh, defense all three of your years playing um, she's a big time playmaker she's had double digit interceptions every year that she's played um, she has a knack for the ball on defense she also makes some big plays on offense so looking forward to her to have a her last Capital City Classic I want her to go out and be able to have a, a good uh, a good tournament also I have a, a four year quarterback Ivy Zhang she does a great job uh, she distributes the ball pretty good and, and gets it out to her receivers and and she's, uh, she's starting to kind of learn the sport of flag football a little better. So she's doing some things that she hadn't done in the past. So I'm really excited for her. And, of course, um, Aaron Terrell, the, the two-time 8A girls basketball player of the year. Um, she's playing flag football this year. So um, excited to see what she can do uh, this year in the tournament. And, and really my whole team, everybody. I got a, I got a bunch of seniors. I got a bunch of underclassmen. Well, I'm excited to see what they do. We've had a good week of preparation, so I'm excited to see what we can do this week. And that, that definitely, you know, get it, you know, and again, you know, and, and it'll be also, you know, thing, be able to bounce back from that loss from Childs the other night and be able to go forward. Yes, sir. Also, like, in the grand scheme of things, like, we always we never want to lose a game. We always prepare and we play to win. But this year, luckily, in our sub-district, Childs is not a part of our sub-district, so the loss doesn't hurt us. I mean, it hurts our record, but – we're just focused on getting better this weekend, playing in these games and getting better. And then and, and let's, let's, let's talk about that district yeah, real yeah. quick here because that district, you know, it's it's you know, it's I think there's 11, 12 teams now. Eleven team district. Eleven, te- 11 team district split into two sub districts, mm-hmm. and you know, there's you know, and, and, and for the last few weeks, it's been at least you know four of the five teams in that district ranking the top 25 in class yes, 1A. You know, does that, that I mean that speaks to the testament of how strong that district is? It's strong, and and, and every game. And just like you see how we lost the child's other night, every game was a battle. Uh, we played FAMU High, who's not even ranked, but they're perennially a great team. It's a tough game. It's, it's, no, it's generally no cakewalks. There's nothing easy uh, going on in our schedule. You know, you play likes of Gabby, uh, Madison County. We have Rickers and Florida High next week. So that's our season in the balance. <laughs> and Florida High is a pretty tough team Florida right High's this year. Team. They have uh, a great team, a great player in Janae Scott. She's amazing. Um, so you can only hope to contain her. And, and, and so I don't even know what to do yet. I don't have a game plan, but I have to figure something out quick. If and, I want. And they're not even here at the Capital City yeah, Classic this year. Not this year. 
<laughs> so that's a that, that, wait, 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 nobody's gonna get to see her just yet, <laughs> except for the ones that have already right, have seen her. So played but, already. But but yeah, I mean it, that that speaks for the testament of that district right there, you know, mm -hmm. and especially the way it's, it's been so tough, you know. And in fact, you might, do you, do, you, do you feel like maybe when reclassification comes around, you know, in a couple months here, when they start to reclassify, that maybe you know that the Tallahassee area has two districts instead of just one big district having the sub district. And, and actually, it's in the past it was like that back in 2012 and 13 we actually did have two districts um but they since changed it and i think uh leon lincoln and Childs, we actually have the population of to go the class 2a and to 2a but because of the travel and the next closest county playing flag football would be uh, we would have to go all the way to Jacksonville to play our game. Well, now, with, now with now with uh, Niceville being in the numbers yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and uh, Tate joining in, right. and some of the Pensacola schools that might actually so that, that might actually give you all a district. That, that might way. give us a district. So I'm looking forward to that. I mean, I love playing all the Tallahassee local teams, but man, we get if you can get some out of area <laughs> competition. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna take it. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so definitely. Well, appreciate it, Coach Brandon Humans for joining me here on the 40HSFootball.com podcast. Best of luck to Lincoln at Thank the Capital so City Classic. Thank you so much. Thank you. now are the assistant coaches of the number one ranked girls flag football team in the Sunshine State, number one in Class A, number one overall. Coaches Tim Mims and Jeff Molaski, appreciate y'all joining me here. You know, you're coming to the Capital City Classic, and I know this has been a long tradition for y'all to come up here to Tallahassee, but I uh, appreciate y'all joining me. Uh, let's get started here with about... You know, y'all are, you know, you've won three straight Class 1A state championships. You know, you've won four in the last five years. What is so special about Robinson Flag football? Uh, it's, a, it's a family. Uh, we, we work hard. We work all year round. Uh, these girls legitimately love each other and want to play for each other. And, and our coaching staff is uh, second to none. I mean, we have six people out there that really care about all the girls. And uh, we just want... we. We love the game and we love getting better every single day and it, it it's just a it's just a family atmosphere and we wanna we wanna do well and do good for the for our family. Yeah and I, and Jeff's hundred percent right. Um, and it starts really from the foundation. Josh Saunders built a program and we joined uh, before our first state title run and the foundation just continues to build. So our girls come into this program knowing what the expectations are. We build that from a summer perspective, from an off-season perspective, from a JV perspective, you know, our, our, as fantastic as our state titles are, our JV success is just as fantastic. Our JV team has not lost a game since 2011. So last night was number 66 in a row for our JV team. So those girls, those girls really buy in, and and on that JV level, we get them prepared to move up and step right into that varsity level. So. That's, that's a, a lot where our success comes from, is building those young players and getting them ready for the varsity level. And, you know, in, in that process, you know, I, I probably made the biggest critical error last year 
by devoting y'all out of the number one rank. And what, what did what, I tell you? What, 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 and I know what happened. So, 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 you know, when, when that happened, you know, did that kind of fire the team up in a way? Or did it kind of like say, whoa, wait a second, what's going on here, right? Yeah. So what happens is it's, it's interesting, and we have a unique perspective being successful year after year. Each team is different, and each team – you go into a season with some expectations of how the season's going to go, but then the girls have to go out and respond. So we come up to Capital City last year and aren't playing our best football, um, get tripped up by Lincoln, which has happened a few times in this Capital City Classic. Um, you know, we've had some battles with them. And then we end up losing another regular season game to Alonzo uh, last year. But it did, like you said, it did set our girls up to make a run in the playoffs where we weren't losing three games last year. We might have lost two in the regular season. It got us ready. And like I told you jokingly, you can move us down, but we're going to be one at the end. And and that's our philosophy. Now, now, I, came out, now I came out Wednesday night with the, with the fact that I said, okay, let's Robinson, there's two ways that Robinson is not number one. Robinson drops three games. Or you don't win the class one A state championship. You learn. You learn. I got a little chuckle over that. I was talking to Tim about that today, and I said, I said, that's that's about right. I think, and and it's it's one of those things that, like he said, you know, you say it fires us up, and it it kind of fired up everybody that we played against too. They thought, you know, they came out and and they all thought, you know what, we got a chance. Robinson is down, and, and you know, and when our girls think that somebody else thinks that they're down they re- they really respond to that to that pressure and uh, they did last year and uh, they're doing it again this year too and, and you know we we win that title with two regular season losses but it was the first time in our playoff history that we had gone unscored on so the girls really locked it in and from a defensive standpoint did something that we had never done and and that's pitch shutouts throughout the entire playoffs yeah. now y'all are coming into the Capital City Classic 6 and 0 You've already played Alonzo this year, mm-hmm. you know, the defending class 2A state champion. You played Riverview Wednesday night, you know, in this whole thing. You've had two one versus two matchups already this year. You're probably not going to see that again this year. No one's probably going to see that, in, a one versus two like that this year again, unless it's uh, somehow Gabi, you know, if, Gabi. Gabi, if it's a Gabi and Definitely. they get up to two in the, in the overall rankings, you know, you know, in that, in that case. And that's very possible it could happen. So, you know, in, in this thing, what is the mindset for this team this year coming into the Capital City Classic, knowing that, you know, you, you can get tripped up in these games and in Tallahassee? What, what is the mindset this year coming into this tournament? I, I think uh, last year not not being one of those te- – being a team that got tripped up last year, I think a lot of our seniors – we're pretty heavy with seniors. They know that we got tripped up last year, and I think some of them got a little chip on their shoulder and want to prove some things. I mean, you take a look at uh, a player like Emily Kemp. She wants to go out there and prove she's the best. Which player I wanted to bring her up because she's your overall dynamic oh, player. She's and she, I mean, she's you know won multiple and, and, and class one A awards. Yeah, and I don't say this lightly. She's the best player in the state, and I say that because oh, I can wholeheartedly agree with you right. on that one. She is, she is the best player I've ever coached. She is a talent, but what makes her special is her work ethic, her her role as a teammate she's the most positive kid we have on that team as far as teammates she's the most humble kid and she's a competitor and so that capital city classic game last year was the first game she had ever lost in her career and she she took it and she said we got to get better and she lifted the team up and then like jeff said that group of juniors and emily's you know was a sophomore last year um really took it upon themselves coming into this year to to right some wrongs 
you know. And, and going into last year, not to go kind of digress a little bit, the, the year before, like you know, Choctaw had played us so tough in that state semifinal game. That was in that was played in Gainesville. Right in Gainesville, and we had a Choctaw focus. Choctaw was at the Capital City last year. We thought we're going to get Choctaw again. And we kind of took our eye off the ball a little bit and let Lincoln punch us in the in the mouth in that first round game, and Lincoln deserved it. They deserved the win. They outplayed us that night, um, and and it it's, it we took our eye off the ball, but we got it back quick because once we made the title run, and then this year coming in, it's the same thing. And we try to do we try to get better every day. And I know it's cliche, we try to tell our kids that uh, the best they're going to be is better than they were yesterday, right? So we don't really care what Tarpon Springs brings to the table. What are we bringing to the table? And that's, yeah, that, that's definitely what I'm talking to assistant coaches Tim Mims and Jeff Molesky from Robinson Girls Fly Football, the number one overall team in the Sunshine State. Let's talk about Tarpon Springs because that's going to be your first opponent here in the gold bracket at CCC. You know, they're coming in, they're five and one, y'all are six and oh, they're the eight seed, y'all are the one seed coming in this. They're both you know, y'all are both ranked. In this whole process, what what is it about Tarpon that you know what what what, what do you see on that, that what what could they give you fits on? What do you feel like they right. could do? Well Tarpon Tarpon ahead, is Tarpon is very well coached. Uh, they've got a lot of smart girls, they got a lot of athletic girls, um, that are going to be disciplined on that field. They know us, they have film, we've played them almost every summer. So it, it's a familiarity that we're not going to go and surprise them. And uh, like I said, Jason Jason does a great job with those girls. And I mean, they're all sitting over here at, in the here you know, at the media night for Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, they're definitely you know they yeah. they they, they bought the house. <laughs> and, and I'll say this: what one te- a testament to Jason is, he has never backed down from competing with us. And Jason has made a run. He's been in the state quarterfinals before. He's made the state tournament with Tarpon teams. And we've played them in the preseason in 2014. He scheduled this in 2014 regular season. We play them in the summer. He will compete because he knows that to get to the mountaintop, he's got to compete against the best play, best teams. And let's bring up that because, you know, when you talk about competing, there's a lot of programs that are catching on how the what what is the Robinson model? And you know, I mean, what does that say for y'all and then the fact that teams are trying to replicate that model? But it's I mean it's, it's not as gonna be as successful as what y'all have got it, Maybe. but they're trying to replicate yeah, it. Yeah, they might get there, right? Right. And, and that it's the ultimate compliment. Yeah, imitation, the serious form of flattery, right? I mean, right. If someone wants to be like you, then you're doing something right. And you know, I know uh, Josh a couple years back when we, we weren't as good. Josh sat down with some of the parents and said, hey, look, if we're going to be good, we have to do this, 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 and this. And part of it meant off-season stuff. And now, Tim can tell you, in the off-season, when we get done with flag and the summer starts, we play probably the equivalent of three seasons, three full seasons in the off-season. So we have the experience, and the girls get all kinds of game experience, and that's what that's what Jason's doing with his, with his Tarpon girls. And... You know the Riverview guys. We played Riverview. Let's last talk night. about let's talk about Riverview from the Wednesday night game, uh, because you know they were they were they're number one in Class Two A right now. Number uh, number two and you know and the overall top twenty five. What does that say for for them as a Riverview for, for, for y'all coming you know from Robinson perspective? What does it say about Riverview the fact that they you know at one point you know they they were struggling as all get out and all of a sudden here they are top ranking in two A and you know they they had y'all by one point. You yeah, know, they got they, they came within one point of uh, you know tying the game up last well, night. Well, they're coaches. Uh, Coach uh, Sargable, Combs, 
Coffee have done everything you could want from a program standpoint. They came to FACA their first year, which is our coaches clinic, and sat and they listened and they were open to suggestions. They were open to um, feedback and, and, and ideas. And one thing about the flag community, and we've had this conversation before, Josh, is that um, the flag community is different than other sports. We, we are accommodating to other teams trying to build the sport. And, so, and there's a testament to that because when, when you go to the FACA clinic in, in, in the spring clinic, you know, when, for, for when they all have it in January, there's 50, 60 coaches there for flag, and there's some of the other fantastic. sports that are not getting yeah. as many of that numbers, and yeah. it's a fantastic number. Yeah, and you'll see, like, two years ago, Coach Puckett at Plant is up on the grease, on the, on the grease, I call the grease board, on the chalkboard, drawing up goal line plays with Matt Hernandez of Alonzo sitting there, and they're rivals. They are in the same district trying to get out of that district, and they're both trying to help every coach in this state get better. It's it's so it's at the end of the, at the end of the day you kind of set the rivalry aside and say hey we're going to help yeah, each other for the sports and you know we 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 say Josh and you know Josh Saunders who's back with the team bringing the team up up this weekend he's the biggest ambassador for the sport that there is he I wholeheartedly you know, agree he yeah. does a lot and and with our success we we take pride in trying to bring the whole sport along he with is, us he is the mad genius of this sport he just is uh, and you talk about the everyone helping each other out the first thing tim and i did when we came in here we saw jason we go over and give jason a huge hug We're like it's like family right we see coach hufty and and, and chelsea and we we give them a big hug uh brandon from lincoln is here and then you know it's one of those things that we all respect each other and we want to help each other out we like we like to see that the coaches actually really want this sport to grow and get, and get bigger and just just be amazing and hopefully, and hopefully you know I mean I've got the statewide part down on the media coverage now we just got to get the local coverage more we're working on it we're working on it last night Tampa Bay Times came and did, a, did an article on us they put it on Facebook they put it in, and it was a great what? story it's a great story guess what I just looked it has uh, like 282 shares on Facebook it's bigger than any story they've done probably in the last three years as far as people sharing it on social media so that's a good step in the right direction and, and, and you know and all of this you know the FDFHA you know transitioned uh, you know the rest of the sports that were recognized including flag into sanction status which this is the first year now it's, it's sanctioned there's a flag football advisory committee starting to be formed I mean what, what does that say for the sport and the water that this all this is happening and especially you know down the road that you know we may be talking three classifications four classifications yeah. depending on who who else adds a sport yeah and and, and what it, it says it goes to the growth of the sport it goes to the hard work that coaches throughout the state are putting in with the with fantastic female athletes yeah. that are playing their hearts out every game you know in the end I mean we talk about Robinson's success and it's it's great and, and don't get me wrong it's way better to win than it is to lose but there are teams throughout the state that are playing just as hard and just as passionate as we are. We happen to be end up winning some championships, but I promise you, the year we lost in 2015, our girls played just as hard and passionate. And so the sport lends itself to that passion and that growth. And back to the Riverview, you know, I wanted to wrap up, and, and as Jeff's talking about the family aspect, we got done with that game on Wednesday night, and all the coaches from both teams went out and had had dinner together, and we were out. That's family atmosphere, that's family. right? Absolutely. And, and, and was, we were in the we, we were in the parking lot at twelve thirty at night that Wednesday night, 
still talking flag football. And I can remember everything, you know, and the same thing can be said when you're at the clinics. That first night, yeah. Wing House right Wing next House. door, right? Yeah. And, 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 I, and I go, and to be honest, hey, I go in there. Yeah. And, yeah. Y'all, and it's, it's, a, it's a family thing. And I would say, too, uh, you know, about emulating Robinson as a program, you know, from a historic standpoint of Robinson, when we were climbing the mountain, we had two goals. We had Dr. Phillips and we had Seminole Ridge. And Seminole Ridge was the gold standard at the time, and they still are. To an extent, they, by the way, not they're, gold even to an they're, 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 they're a gold standard in Chile. Absolutely, because the team has been in the state finals for years and years in a row, right? So we knew that we had to get to them, and we had to be better than them. So it, we drove ourselves. We talked to our girls day in and day out in the off season and the regular season. Seminole Ridge, Seminole Ridge, Seminole Ridge. And what we we think has happened in the sport is people are doing that about Robinson. If we want to be good, if we want to be great, Robinson, Robinson, Robinson. And we want that. We accept the challenge, and we want to see teams. That game last night, that 20-19 to game, Wednesday night, excuse me, um, was phenomenal to coach as part of. It was phenomenal. It, it, it was a back-and-forth battle. Does it, legitimate, does, it, does it make my legitimate ranking of number one Riverview? Does that, does that Absolutely. solidify it? Absolutely. And we had the conversation. Remember, we talked at the Bucks preseason. Riverview has built this four-year program, this you know, with a fantastic quarterback, yeah. Madison Carrera, who is, if you haven't seen her, get out and see her. Yeah. She's a great, I mean, she is phenomenal to watch. They've got great athletes. They've got great schemes. They've got coaches that care, very knowledgeable coaches. They come from a boy's background, but they have adapted to the girls' game, which is tough for some people. And, and that's and that's and that's another thing right there is that some come into the sport and they try to put a tackle football mentality. You cannot do that. Even though there might be similarities between the two, there's differences. It's a different game. It's a different game and, and we try to tell people and you know sometimes it takes people to experience it before they realize. But the quicker you realize it's not boys. Uh, and from a scheme standpoint, I'm not even talking anything. Because you're talking else. seven versus seven, you're not having you're not having people line up on the line like that. You and know, you're talking not- about a quarterback that either has to to elude a rush or get rid of the pass in two seconds. Tackle boys don't have to get rid of a ball in two seconds. They've got a line blocking for them, right? So it's different. It's quicker reads. It's quicker decisions. What these girls do is phenomenal. It really, really is. From a football technical standpoint, we'll have boys coaches watch what we do, and they're they're in awe of how of how the girls um, run routes, run route deceptions, play defense, <laughs> and all so quickly. Yeah. So I mean, in, in all of that, you know, I mean, it, it just you know that now the mold is is, is basically y- y'all have set the mold template for other programs. I mean. What, I mean, at the end of the day for y'all, what is the biggest thing that, you know, when you, when you decide, okay, I'm hanging up the whistle, I'm done coaching, what, what is it going to be? What, 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 what kind of legacy do you really want to leave behind in this sport? Wow. <laughs> I got that question? You get that one. Both of you get that question. Wow. Well, first what of all, I don't see that happening anytime yeah. soon. Well, not, not, right. not, not. I'm talking about, you know, you know, you know, 15, 20 years down the road, if that's the case. You know, you you know, know what? You're, the thing is, what, what I see, uh, you're talking about personally or as Robin? Well, well, as, as, well as, a, as, a, as a, you know, just the, the, the impact of the sport itself yeah. for what y'all have made, what we, you know, the legacy behind that. You know, that. It's, it's, it's one of those things is we, we, we want to see ourselves as, as 
a team and a coaching staff and that changed the game and just kept it's UConn women's basketball it's it's UCLA men's basketball back in the day it's we want we want people to say when when they think flag football they think Robinson High School you know we we want to hope that that and talking even more about where we want this to go you know there's a whole universe out there these girls that haven't even been introduced to this sport and you know we're we're advocates of getting this even on the next level hopefully in college soon where it becomes a, an official sport for women in college so so that these girls when they're playing high school they're doing this it becomes something more than maybe they can go to college and get scholarships and all this so yeah i we we want to definitely I'll be, okay, but in, 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 in the finally, what is the big thing for, for any program, in any school that does not have girls flag football yet, what is the biggest thing you would tell them in order to get to, in order to encourage them to get the sport going in their school? I would tell them to come out and watch if they need that, if they need that push. Yeah. Go watch a game. They'll, they'll be shocked at, at the level of competitiveness and the level of skill. And I would say, from a financial standpoint, it's a cheap sport to run. I mean, let's be honest, it's nickels and dimes in this world, right? It's a cheap sport to run. You will have girls involved from a Title IX standpoint in another female sport that matches up with boys, flat, boys tackle. And it is a sport that, at some point, you're going to get on the train and, and have. You might as well get on it now. Because before, we're, before we hang up our whistle, Every school in the state of Florida that plays boy flag, boys football will play girls flag football. I believe that in my heart. And that, that's a that's a good belief to have right there, and I believe it as well. I believe at some point we're we're going to see that you know you know the majority of these schools that have boys tackle football will have a girls flag oh, football 100%. program. You know that's that's just the way it's going to be. But uh, appreciate Coach Tim Mims and Coach Jeff Molesky, the assistant coaches for Robinson Girls Flag Football, for joining me here on the FortHSFootball.com podcast. Appreciate you all. Thank Best you. of luck at the Capital City Classic. Yeah, thank you, sir. Thank you for having me. Thank you. here to the 4hsfootball.com podcast. Well, I hope y'all enjoyed everything with the interviews we brought to you from the Capital City Classic Media Night. The Capital City Classic going on this weekend, Friday and Saturday at the FSU Rec Sportsplex in Tallahassee. Admission is $7 and cash only on the concession stand, but it will feel like a great atmosphere totally for the girls' flag football teams that are coming to the Capital City Classic this weekend. Well, we appreciate y'all listening here on the 40chessfootball.com podcast. Check us out on several platforms right now, Anchor.fm, Google Podcast. Spotify, and we're also working on trying to get on Apple and Podbean and a couple other platforms, and those will be listed on the page notes on the FloridaHSFootball.com podcast. Well, until next time, have a good weekend, everybody.